its obsession. Can I take your order? It's hard to imagine a time when we didn't have the convenience of the drive-thru, but a century ago, it was an innovation for the masses. I'm Thomas Germain, the host of this episode of Court's Obsession. Today, I'm speaking to staff writer for The Takeout, Angela Pagan, in Chicago about drive-thru tech, its history, its hurdles, and where it might be headed in the next century. Support for today's show comes from Deloitte. What does the future look like? By melding business acumen and innovative technology, Deloitte can help you build the future only you can imagine. They can help engineer solutions for your business reality today and your vision for tomorrow to get you to a world where you don't just dream it, you build it. See how you can engineer advantage with Deloitte at deloitte.com slash US slash engineering advantage. Angela, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Let's start with a look back. Where does the drive-through begin? I think, like you mentioned, it's hard to imagine a time where there wasn't drive-through lanes at a lot of fast food places. But when fast food first started, these places were dine-in areas, but with quick service food. The focus was most definitely on the food being quicker to get to the customers who were sitting in a dine-in area. Eventually, people wanted to go home and enjoy their meals with their families. So that's sort of what sparked a need for the drive through lane, which became more of a pickup window where people could grab their food and take it home. Eventually, it evolved to where there was a speaker or voice box at the very beginning of the drive through lane where you would place your order and then pull up to a window and receive your food. So that was probably one of the first innovations for the drive through lane. Eventually, people started wanting even faster convenience, even more speed in the drive through lane. And a lot of different chains credit themselves historically to being the first. I think it was White Castle or Wendy's. They also, you know, try to, in their history, note that they were the first with a modern drive through But as things progressed, what's really interesting, even just with the word drive through the word drive through wasn't officially accepted by the Associated Press until 2010. Hmm. And it was a really big deal because, of course, that's like a shortened spelling. And, you know, fast food joints mostly used through because it was shorter in signage, so it's cheaper. No kidding. I think this kind of speaks to the way drive through has progressed. We hit a point where just driving up to the window, putting in your order through, you know, like a little voice box, and then pulling up and getting your food was pretty much the extent of what the drive through was for a very long time. And then the pandemic hit. And that's when things really sort of took off. Right. But in between there, you know, there wasn't a huge amount of change. The popularity of the drive-through really started off in like the 70s, 80s. In the 1980s, cars started to pretty much standardly have cup holders. Really? Prior to that, because the drive-through wasn't as popular, you know, it didn't, no one thought about that. But then once it really took off, it became a standard part of most cars. And nowadays, of course, your car has at least, you know, two cup holders in the front. And for what other purpose? It's because you're driving through the drive-thru. That's kind of incredible, right? The drive-thru, it's changing language, right? The spelling of words. Mm -hmm. We're getting a little etymology with our burgers here. But then it's even changing the design of cars. That's interesting. There's like this interplay, I imagine, because the drive-thru is a product of the car age. But then the cars themselves are changing to fit with the culture of drive-thrus that they created. Yeah, exactly. It's this whole ripple effect that you don't really think about when you're just pulling up to get your food. 
So you're saying drive-thrus really took off in the 70s and 80s. It dates back a little farther than that. It's interesting we don't even know where it first started, but it sounds like the technology that was involved with the drive-thrus themselves stayed the same for a while after that. When did we first start getting these new innovations in how we're communicating with the people on the other side of the drive-thru? Like I mentioned, the pandemic really is what I think hmm. ignited that big change. Because prior to that, not to say that people weren't looking for convenience, you know, the drive-thru is convenient, but there was more of a push for one, you know, less human interaction because, you know, germs, the spread of that. And also just like the the isolation aspect of it all. Hmm. So when the pandemic hit, that's what people were looking for, how to get their food without having to interact with people for fear of spreading any kind of germs, bacteria, whatever. So that's when it became pretty necessary, not to mention dining rooms were shut down. So now these businesses had to figure out how they were still going to sell people food, still make a profit while cutting out this entire aspect of their business. So that's pretty much what spurred the desire for that new technology of like, how can we get people their food faster, of course, and without as much interaction with the people actually making the food. And what kind of technology are we talking about here? Because I know, you know, in some cases we're obviously talking about radios, right? Like people have these wireless headsets on, mm -hmm. but then there's the screens themselves. What, what are the most interesting technological advances in the world of drive throughs that we should be thinking about? I think there's a few that are being experimented with now, specifically voice AI recognition, which is meant to be more efficient and cut down the amount of time that a worker is speaking with someone to take their order. The way that kind of technology works is you would pull up to the drive through and you place your order at the voice box like you normally would. But what's behind that voice box isn't one of the employees. It's actually an AI program that is taking down the order and then sending it to the kitchen. So that voice AI recognition can understand what the person is ordering. And ideally, they're meant to understand no matter what kind of accent, what kind of language you're speaking. You know, of mm -hmm. course, these things are meant to be implemented across the board. So you would think, you know, in another country, they could obviously pick up that country's language. So that's that's one aspect of the new technology. Another side of it is also the menu boards themselves. Hmm. A lot of the technology there is about identifying the customers and doling out to them recommendations recommendations or like showing menu items that the program thinks would best suit that person. Identifying individual customers? Well, in terms of the drive through, the way this works is a little bit different than in person. Mm -hmm. There's a company out there called Xenial with an X which has a technology that would track cars and can identify like the type of car and based on the type of car would serve up a certain menu item. So for example, if you pull up in a minivan, hmm. that's typically for families, it would post on the menu board a lot of kids meals. Interesting. So if I if I roll up in my BMW, maybe I'm going to get something different than I get with my old Datsun. Maybe they're going to show me the dollar menu or something. I was going to say, yeah, you'll probably get what's the premium item, the featured item on the menu, you know, try to upcharge you a little bit. Is there anything here with license plate readers? I mean, that's an interesting new kind of surveillance panopticon feature we've been hearing about. Yeah. So that same technology would capture the license plate number. And the intention of that is to make sure that the right order goes to the right car. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, there's issues of privacy, of course. You right. pull up to a drive-thru, you wouldn't immediately expect that your information's being taken down. And now drive-thru isn't just for when you pull up and decide that you want that food right then and there. 
pretty much every chain out there has its own app where you can order ahead and come pick up your order if you want. And a lot of that happens in the drive through as well. So even before you get to the drive through and you're using the app, they are collecting your information. It's sort of a trade off. If you want that kind of speedy service, if you want, you know, those kind of promotions and deals served up to you, you're going to have to, you know, give some information like your email, your phone number, that sort of thing. Well, let's talk about why the fast food industry wants this. What are the benefits of technology like new menu boards and AI chatbots instead of human beings? So with new menu boards, the specific benefit for the fast food chain is it's able to serve up premium items to people or kind of entice you into ordering more food, ordering mm -hmm. things that have an upcharge, customizations. Supersize it. Yeah, exactly. Because they're placing it right in front of your face versus if you had just like a standard menu board that looks the same every time you roll up you're likely going to continue to get the same thing. So the menu board is kind of like a, a trick of the eye almost, you know, it, hmm. it pretty much pulls you in. Fascinating. And then in terms of the voice AI, it's about speed. It's getting the order into the kitchen faster so that they can dole out the order quicker, get it to the person and, you know, move more cars through that drive through the menu board's kind of fascinating. It seems like they're adopting a lot of the lessons that tech companies have learned on the internet, right? If it's a screen, you can show different things to different people. You can do mm -hmm. A, B tests where you could try a different menu, maybe even different pricing, who knows? And I imagine increase the level of optimization that you're getting in terms of what you're encouraging customers to order or to not order here, depending on what your goals are. Right. That's all information that these chains are, are receiving from the menu boards because, you know, of course, they can keep track of these orders, see what menu items are most popular, at what time of day, how many items are in like an order, or how big an order can get. There's just so much information they can pull based off of that. Do you have any statistics you could share about what the fast food industry is getting from implementing this new technology? A lot of what I know in terms of data that's been tracked is a lot to do with the quickness of like service times. So, for example, like Taco Bell opened up a location called Taco Bell Defy, which is a two-story restaurant design that has four drive-through lanes. So the idea is that the actual dining area is above the drive-through lanes, making more room. Hmm. Typical fast food chain has like two. Yeah. That was tracked by Nation's Restaurant News. This is an annual study that's conducted. And they track cars going through the drive-through of many locations, but specifically the Taco Bell Defy versus other innovative locations from other chains like McDonald's and I believe Wendy's as well. They tracked how quickly the cars moved through these drive-throughs. And at the Taco Bell Defy location, the cars moved through the drive-through quicker than at your average Taco Bell. Is it right to assume that fast food chains are making the majority of their money on the drive-throughs as opposed to people actually coming into the stores? Oh, absolutely. That, like I said, is spurred immediately by the pandemic, but has continued on since then. There's no longer as much of a focus on creating this like dine-in atmosphere. And it's more about how you can get your food through the drive-through. So a lot of the most innovative locations from these fast food chains are just completely nixing out the dine-in aspect completely. In poorer areas, you know, if someone doesn't have a car, you know, you're not allowed in the drive through lane. There's plenty of places actually in my neighborhood that say you're not allowed to just walk up to the drive through. That's not an option. So when they start designing these optimized, like small format restaurants that don't have a dining area and only have drive through, you're eliminating an entire aspect of people. Mm -hmm. There are some bright spots with the technology. Like you mentioned at the very beginning with these menu boards, some of them have cameras. 
I think it was like 2020-ish, there was a video that went out of someone who pulled up into a Starbucks drive-thru and the person in the drive-thru line was deaf and so they needed to sign their order. Hmm. And almost immediately the camera on the menu board popped up and the worker behind the camera from Starbucks could interact with the person in their car and they were signing back and forth taking the order. So that's like a beneficial thing in my opinion and something that like benefits the customer more so than just like profit. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's one of the benefits of technology is if it's standardized, there are opportunities for the industry to increase accessibility, right? And maybe it's easier to train a robot if there's just one robot to speak a bunch of different languages than to find, you know, people who can speak XYZ language in Des Moines, Iowa, right? Right, absolutely. <laughs> Support for today's show comes from Deloitte. What does the future look like? It's a question that drives progress. And more importantly, how do you get there? It's curiosity, resourcefulness, and bold ideas that can drive us even further than new technology. Because while technology can take you far, human exploration could take you even farther. Deloitte helps businesses build the future only they can imagine by melding deep business acumen and innovative technology with a vast team of tech-savvy professionals. Unlock technology as powerful as your vision and push the boundaries of the possible so that you can stay a step ahead with the thinking to help you transform what's next into what's now. Helping you see the extraordinary potential in the seemingly ordinary while blending the possible with the practical is what Deloitte does. See how you can engineer advantage with Deloitte at Deloitte.com slash US slash engineering advantage. sounds like you aren't looking just on the bad side of things here. It seems like you see some benefits. I definitely do see some benefits because there is still human beings behind a lot of this, even though the technology is attempting to speed up the whole process. There's still people in the kitchen making the orders. The other side of things is with the drive through lanes, they're also separating mobile orders, pickup orders, takeout all of that. And so I personally, I don't drive, so I don't even go through a drive through <laughs> lane most of the time. So you're obsessed with drive throughs you don't have a car. <laughs> but I don't have a car. <laughs> uh, but there is someone out there, because since I don't drive, but I still want my McDonald's, I'm going to order online and I'm going to hope that, you know, the food gets to me somehow. There's a driver behind that. There's a delivery person right. who's going to pull up to the drive through and also have to interact with this AI technology and get my order and make sure that everything's fine. And there's a timing aspect to it, too, because if I'm ordering it, they're pulling into a drive through lane. So there's definitely a human aspect to all of that. It's interesting to think about how the drive through is emblematic of the fast food industry. We've been spending all this time talking about how companies are focusing on optimizing the drive through technology. And that's the story of fast food writ large, right? The early days of McDonald's, the innovation there was designing the layout of the kitchen so you could get the burgers and the milkshakes out faster, shaving off those individual sections. drive throughs define what fast food is. And then the way we've been talking about where the technology rolls out to the rest of the business world and America, it, it kind of defines the broader story of, you know, the last century of capitalism. <laughs> this is actually a really interesting point having to do with McDonald's because that's the go to. <laughs> McDonald's, they have or they had the snack wrap. I don't know if you've 
heard about it. Never had the pleasure. Uh, they discontinued it. Oh, I never got to try it. And the wrap was, you know, essentially a, a tortilla, like a chicken tender, cheese, lettuce, bunch of little ingredients wrapped up into a tortilla, which is pretty, you know, outside the box for McDonald's, which is a burger chain. And only just recently, they actually talked about how they it may be coming back. This is going to create like huge waves online. This is really a roller coaster for me. I didn't know it existed, but now it's back. Okay, that's, that's reassuring. It truly is. <laughs> but anyways, they got rid of it. And one of the reasons they cited was the efficiency aspect. It took too much time to put together the wrap versus making a burger. And so now, though, they're talking about bringing it back. And I think a lot of that speaks to the fact that they're having more advancements, better efficiency in other aspects of the business to where you could take another second to roll together a tortilla for an order. Huh. They're like stealing seconds from one part of the kitchen to make up in another. Exactly. There's menu innovations and then there's tech innovations. Is there anything else we should think about in terms of innovations in drive-through technology or optimization or design that have then spread to other parts of our world? Like I mentioned with the pandemic, that created a situation where things outside of fast food needed to have that same convenience. People were going to drive up testing sites, drive up COVID vaccinations. So the whole design of the drive through leaked out into completely different aspects. Even now in, in relation to the drive through and more, you know, keeping in the food industry, there's a difference between, you know, a fast food place and a casual chain restaurant like Applebee's, Chili's, those sort of restaurants. Those are built for dine-in. But a number of them, like Denny's, Applebee's, have started to experiment with having a drive through at some locations. I do think that with the pandemic and with that, you know, sort of leaking out of the whole drive through concept, people are starting to expect that same level of convenience in other aspects of their life. Yeah, I mean, we've seen drive through banks, there's drive through smoke shops. There's no real reason that it should only work for food. Any retail operation could probably set up a drive through if they're doing enough volume of sales. Yeah, exactly. And in, in some cases, you know, like we talked about when it comes to the fast food industry, could potentially be eliminating, you know, the need for for certain workers, which is unfortunate. And then in other industries, it could just be creating better convenience, like we said, better safety when it came to doling out COVID vaccinations or people's prescriptions. One thing that's come up really recently, and I think is like a, such a great example of what new drive-through tech is and the way the drive-through fast food industry is moving, is the new spin-off restaurant that McDonald's is starting to open. They just opened their first location in Bolingbrook, Illinois, actually. The new concept is called Cosmics, and it's based on an old McDonaldland character, which was an alien. So not your Ronald McDonald or Hamburglar. It's kind of like a tertiary character. But they've based the entire restaurant on this alien universe, galactic kind of concept. This new location that they just opened up is purely drive-through. It has four drive-through lanes. And the menu is much smaller than McDonald's. It also doesn't really have a lot of the same things that McDonald's serves up. This particular place is focused on beverages and like small bites. So, you know, like slushies, iced coffee, things that can be made pretty quickly. So I think that is a really solid example of where the mindset is of a lot of fast food companies. 
Is there anything else to think about in terms of the labor issue here involved with the drive-thru? I mean, there have been other stories of eliminating workers in the history of restaurants, right? I'm, I'm thinking of automats in the mid-century where they replaced menus and waiters with this kind of giant sort of vending machine that you would walk up and pull food out of here. Not totally new in a way, right? No, not completely. And another aspect of why the drive-thru technology has been in such development and, you know, sort of created a situation where it seems like they're eliminating jobs is because there was for a time a worker shortage. Mm. A lot of that just has to do with the fact that, unfortunately, fast food workers aren't paid enough. These jobs don't pay as well as they should because it is a very taxing thing to be doing and most definitely does deserve, you know, better wages. Yeah. But the technology that was being developed, a big part of it was to combat that or to make up for that shortage in terms of just people not wanting to take on these jobs. I think that is another debatable point because, yeah, personally, I would like some human interaction. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to go to a place that is fully, fully automated. There's sort of a creepy Jetsons aspect to that. There's definitely an argument to be made for why this technology was needed in the first place. And it's those types of jobs deserve better wages. But regardless of the labor issue, it seems like this stuff is just charging ahead, right? A lot of the innovations that we saw with fast food, that style of customer service is spreading to other parts of our world, right? It's harder and harder to get a human being on the phone if you're dealing with a big company. More and more grocery stores and, you know, other retail businesses are setting up these uh, self-checkout cashiering uh, kiosks. It's It seems like when you're dealing with the drive-through, you're getting a little preview of what the world of customer service is going to look like in the near future. It's really evident that we're going to enter into a completely cashless society. I'm not sure whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, to be honest. It might be too early to tell, but it's most definitely something that I feel like is guaranteed happening. And I will say from a business standpoint, cashless is beneficial to them because it's efficient. And also, <laughs> me personally, you're not paying enough attention to how much you're paying when you're just handing over a card. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot easier to overspend when you're just passing over this piece of plastic. Mm -hmm. So if we gaze into our uh, quarter pounder shaped crystal ball here, what does the future of fast food technology look like? Moving forward, we're probably going to see a lot more crazy menu boards serving up like all kinds of promotions and things like that. Very customized and like a lot of technology that's going to be taking in your data, taking in your personal data, finding out things about you in order to better serve you items that you'd like. Whether or not people are comfortable with that is going to be, you know, a question for themselves. But I definitely see menu boards and voice recognition being a huge part of the drive through in the future. Well, it's either something to look forward to or to be afraid of, depending on your <laughs> perspective here. Angela, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Angela Pagan covers the food industry for The Takeout. This episode was produced and edited by Freddie Beckley with additional support from Quartz Executive Editor Susan Housen and Head of Video, Garth Bardsley. Our theme music is by Taka Yazuzawa and Alex Sugira. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you're listening. And tell your friends about us. If you're driving through someplace right now, please don't touch your phone, but do afterwards pull over. And when you're safely in park, text this episode and your drive through order to five of your most recent contacts. Then head to qz.com obsession to sign up for Quartz's weekly obsession email and browse hundreds of interesting backstories. I'm Thomas Germain. Thanks for listening.
Today's word on the future? Together. Because the future of business isn't driven by what machines or people do alone, but by all they can achieve together. See how we can help at Deloitte.com slash engineering advantage. You're a food reporter. Do you have any secrets for us here? What's your go-to McDonald's order? Oh, <laughs> back in college, my go-to order was two double cheeseburgers and a small fry. Two double cheeseburgers. That sounds pretty good. I actually personally find the Big Mac to be overrated. Really? Wow. Though it is their, you know, iconic sandwich. That's a lot of bread. They do have that third piece of bread. Yeah. 